Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be really emotional. There is no loss for being honest. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. The responsibility we feel towards the world, like questioning, challenging, say something. Raw and vulnerable and open conversation. That was the best part. I'm scared of the friendship. Taking a breath. Just talk. Shame and guilt. Vulnerabilities. <laughs> that was about to be What does it really mean to be friends? We trust the real work that we do is overcoming our insecurities every day and learning how to love more. It has examples of the change we want to see in the world. Just talk. taking a breath. So if we just take a breath. Well, my face is on fire from the doctors. <laughs> To have healthier relationships with women, they need healthier relationships with other men. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. So I'm in an open relationship with my husband, and my husband and I sold our house ten months ago. We have twins that are four years old, we travel around the world, and this is my boyfriend. Hi! <laughs> Perfect! Hi! <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Amory, where it's our intention to bring more love into this world one vulnerable conversation at a time. Looking back on this episode that we recorded after traveling through Europe as a new polycule, a newly forming polycule, I have such an appreciation for, for this conversation. And I hope that as you're listening to it, if you're new to polyamory or just starting to practice or really maybe reforming your own polycule somewhere in the world, um, that you can appreciate just as much as I can right now, sharing and being vulnerable through breakdowns. And those breakdowns are not always easy. They usually come with a restructuring of an identity, which we talk about in the episode, uh, change of beliefs, and it can affect the other people that you're relating to. Uh, there's a really beautiful moment in this episode where Kyle actually uses something that he learned from Marty in a conversation with Marty later on that really helped us heal. Uh, it was a great, great moment. There's another moment in here where we talk about um, the, our past versions of ourself in a new way so that it helped us to not be triggered. There are a handful of other really great practices that we share or maybe that you can take into your life as you appreciate the breakdowns just as much as the breakthroughs. We also talk about parenting in this episode as it was the first time that Kyle's really spent an extended amount of time with me and the kids as Marty was traveling in other parts of Europe with his partner. So this episode is really incredible. I hope you get a lot out of it. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for bringing us into your journey of life. Hi, gentlemen. Okay, setting the stage here, which I always love to do. We are sitting on a bed, all three of us, on a bed in an apartment in Barcelona. And we've got our kids outside the door watching a movie. So we're hoping that they will hang out and play peacefully while we, while we record this. Barcelona. So you guys, you want to say hi? Hi. Yeah. Hi there. Otherwise, it's going to be a really long monologue of me. <laughs> I do have quite a bit of energy right now, and that's because we're back in Barcelona. We got back here. We got here yesterday, and I say back because I lived here 20 years ago. And that's the Barcelona Megan that Marty talks about in the first episode. That very free spirit. I was 21, 22 years old. It was my last year in college. And this year, or that year in Barcelona was fucking incredible. And I feel like that's what's happening right now is another growth spurt. 
And thankfully, because it's been kind of a shit show over the last month or two, our European adventure. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. This uh, is Marty. Yeah. Kind of is an understatement, but okay. Yes. So <laughs> where I want to start this episode is full of gratitude. Really just, I feel so full of gratitude for where we are right now. The fact that I can look at both of you and we have Marty's partner here as well, who I am so, so, so thankful to have in our lives and will continue to have in our lives. And it just feels like a big family. This is maybe the first time that it feels so comfortable with all of us here. And yeah, my heart. Yeah, no one's fucked up. At I the know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Okay, rules weird. of polyamory. If you have more than one person in your relationship, it can be fucked up that many more times per person. Like it's, I don't know if it's exponential. I'm not a mathematician, but it's like not one linear. plus one plus one plus one equals like fifteen. Yes, that's how fucked up it can like be. Everyone was triggered. <laughs> yeah, in Spain, and like if three people <laughs> out of four aren't triggered. It's good, but then there could be one person triggered that fucks it up for everybody. Don't know who. Don't know who. Not going to say who. Just so you know if you're going to get into this shit. Yeah. No, that's a really good point because we all affect each other emotionally. And we've talked a lot about triggered states and trauma and healing and growth and breakdown. And I will stand by it that we do need to allow room for breakdowns because it's the breakdowns that allow for breakthroughs. Unfortunately, some of the breakdowns can be fucking hard. And long. And long, like a marathon. Like three months. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your breakdown, Marty, in Brazil. That was like when we first left Chicago back in last January, you had your breakdown. That that was shorter. That was maybe four weeks. Five weeks. Five weeks. And I feel like this European adventure has been my breakdown. And I'm just so lucky to have had both of you here. Well, St- and had, still here. I, I think that was the big one. The big one for me, the death of a previous identity was Brazil when we started. Mm-hmm. However, there have been breakdowns in between, like going to Chicago mm-hmm. and re-entering our culture uh, or lack thereof in the U.S. and then having reverse culture shock and then panicking in front of my family, which is like, hey, I've been great. This has been great. I'm traveling. Everything's fine. I was in the zone before we got back. I came back. I show up with my family. I'm like, I'm a fucking mess. Because family triggers me. Yeah. And I, that was like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it comes in spurts. But I think the big death was Brazil. And your big death was London, Scotland. Belgium. Belgium. The EU, not including England, maybe. So this is the crazy part about (laughs) having our life and being location independent for the moment is that everything feels like it's in chapters. And this was the European adventure. And some of the things I do want to get into now, because we've had so much, and there's so much we didn't record, basically an entire month being in Spain and for my 40th birthday, which was kind of a continued shit show. And I really want to get into the identity, like the breakdown of my previous identity and the systems of belief that are associated with that. So I will put the little teaser out there for a topic I want to get into. Another thing that I want to talk about in this episode, because I have both of you here, is is basically parenting and the challenges of parenting in, in this format and the benefits of it, because... There were 10 days about when Marty went traveling with his partner 
And Kyle and I were together with the kids. And Kyle, that for you was a very different setup. Very <laughs> so, different. So, <laughs> I would love to p- talk about the insights that came up for you and the challenges and the challenges for me and, you know, and the benefits to having some time separate because I think now that we're connecting with more people literally around the world, which is fantastic, you guys, we love you. Oh, love you. Some of you. Some of you that send us dick pics, not so much. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't really want dick pics. We love love the love. We we love the shout outs and the gratitude. And we've been connecting with so many of you over the last couple weeks as Kyle has, like specifically Kyle, gone on his social media (laughs) rampage. (laughs) What are you talking about? That, but that, I love, I love it in that we've been able to connect with people, people. following people around the world. And what I'm realizing is that there are so many questions and there's so many different variations of being polyamorous. Like there's no one way. And what I've loved is that being, we've really tested out a lot here in Europe. We've tested out different formats, like all of us together, like, you know, us. So Kyle and Marty and me and the kids together and then separate with Marty and his partner and uh, and Kyle and I and the kids and now we're all back together and it's just been like every little chapter every little part has been a new learning kind of more insights and I see that from around the world with people that are that have made this choice and relationship structure and they're all different and it's so beautiful so that's what we're yeah, still playing with there's still a lot of vocabulary to learn yeah yeah we're it's like there's more than polyamorous there's like and polyamorous is an identity. It's kind of a structure. A stru- a it's a relationship structure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many versions of it. I can't even keep track. It's hard. We're going to need like a dictionary. Someone write a dictionary. Well, that's the biggest thing that we've learned is that everything, everyone that we connect with has a different structure. And a lot of it's just driven by what they need. Yeah. And I haven't really seen the same thing repeated because there's so many different types of situations. We've talked to people from all different countries. Everyone's kind of going with, if they're like playing with what structure is possible, they're arriving at just different places. And it's it's really cool to see and inspiring. Yeah, I'd say it's Because I don't quite know beautiful. what's perfect for me in, in the long term. I think that's everything that we're playing with. Oh, another thing that we're playing with too is where in the world do we like to live? And what do we? What do each of us need? What do each of us like? What are we finding out about that? I mean, that's a whole other topic as well. Yeah, and I think when you said perfect relationship for you, yeah, bad that, word. Yeah, bad word. Did I say um before that? <laughs> <laughs> like no, that. That's one thing I I realize is that I get the statement. Well, you can always fall back on your relationship with Megan, or you have your relationship with Megan, and you think that it's just easy, but no relationship is easy. None. Not any of them. Like, mm-hmm. a relationship with your mailman can be difficult. Like, it's not... <laughs> it's relationships relating is difficult. Well, it takes and have, work. Yeah, and having more yeah. people to relate to is more difficult. Mm-hmm. I just saw minimalism as the thing here. Right? It's true. I'm Ooh. kind of minimalist now in people. I in have. relationships, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I've minimized fucking everything, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That just hit me. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, so what hit you? Describe it. Well, I think I'm doing that as well in someone that's shifting my identity from wanting to be liked by everybody and, you know, who doesn't kind of want that, most people, shifting that from away from being liked by everyone, doing what everyone, what I think everyone wants to doing whatever I want to do, whatever I feel, and that will typically piss off people or offend people or trigger people, And but it's just what 
I, what I feel, what I need, and it's not intended to be that way. And a lot of the things people feel is a projection of their own stuff, right? So it's been a natural filter in kind of putting myself out there. A lot of people, we talked about this on this trip, a lot of people reach out to me, oh, I'm worried about you, I'm worried about this. And These then, are like who, so people, people that have known past. you yeah, from your yeah, past. Yeah, which is crazy because yeah. I'm worried about you because you're in a polyamorous relationship structure. And but I'm not worried about you when you're fucking depressed for 12 months straight. No one, like, no one was job. worried about me then. Right, no it's, one worries about you and you're like, oh, I fucking hate my life. Okay, like, it's great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're, you're like, wait. Relationship. Are you okay? There's yeah, just wait, too much love. You're, you're really happy. Are you like, okay? Have you heard my story? Like, <laughs> there was worry. There should have been worry there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's I, minimizing. Yeah, minimizing. Those people, you know, out of my life. And there's been a lot of minimization of things that, like, I think that are getting filtered out now, where it's like, this is my true self, and people are either offended by it, concerned about it, or whatever. And then there's some people that reach out and are like, when can I, we hang out? When, like, I think I'm in love with you. I've been in love with you for a thousand years. <laughs> things that I hear, but. Well, I, I think that yeah. identity thing is shifting. Different things are coming. For me. And I think it's kind of like, my my thing was when we did those astral charts, right? Yeah. You know, I'm 50-50 on this. Like, I, I, uh, I grew up in an Indian family. I'm half Indian. And there's a lot of astrology in Indian relationships, in Indian families. And you have like these things called tevas written and everybody's reading your palm and telling you how big of an asshole you are at an early age and like your life's going to suck and all these (laughs) other things. But like the thing about, was it Saturn in my 11th house? It's about relating to groups of people, right? And how I struggle. Saturn in your 11th house. Yeah. So like it's something about, and I read it and it's like, this is my fucking life, which isn't crazy for me because I like science and I'm not really sure how I feel about astrology and science together but okay reading it though relating to other people and identity and my identity I relate to in a science way is like light we're all, if we are all light if we are all that energy then we are both a wave and a photon at the same time anytime we observe ourselves we go from a wave and we collapse into a photon and we we are in a state of time right mm-hmm. and that only lasts as long as we're actually observing ourselves. And the next time we observe ourselves, we're in a different place in time and we're a different identity. Yeah. And it's this filter of, uh, I filter out different people depending on the day. <laughs> and so sometimes I, I feel like I've minimized a lot to the point where I'm, I'm at the point of wanting to rebuild. So I think we're on the opposite sides mm. of this coin where you're like, let's filter out a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And I've already done that pretty much for 40 years <laughs> and now I'm I'm like well who do I want to add back and uh we were talking about like the opposite ends of the coin and being in an identity where I'm like trying to now figure out how I want to relate because my way of relating was I'm good in groups until I start taking on the identity of the group and then I feel like I'm losing my identity and I stay in the fringe and then I leave the group and I am constantly struggling to be in a community. And even now, sometimes I get jealous. Ooh. You guys have fans. Like, people reach out oh. to you and be like, I want to, like, marry you. And, but who has the most <laughs> listens to their recent short? Well, maybe because, like, people are like, how the fuck does this guy do this? Right? Maybe, they, maybe they can't relate. 
relate to you. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But like, I, I don't so, get the same kind of learning. learning. So it's interesting because I don't experience you getting jealous very often. So what's happening when you Yeah, realize, I don't get jealous. Like, it's not that big a jealousy. No, Whatever, but it's curious. I'm like, what is it? I, it's just more of that, okay, I'm outside of a community again. I am always feeling outside of a community. I'm a third culture kid. My father's from India, my mom's Irish Catholic. I was born in the US and I didn't I don't have really any of those identities and now I've even stripped the US identity and I'm location independent, minimalist. I was traveling with my partner and I'm like, well what city are we in today? Is it Sevilla? Is it Porto? Is it we didn't even half the time I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you I'm came just, back and you said you could be anywhere, at home anywhere. anywhere. I'm, I'm home anywhere. I just navigate, like, my as long as I have Google to find the net restaurant near me rated 4.3 stars or higher, <laughs> I'm golden. Ah, that's so, a secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's just food. It's all food. Right. So I'm since food motivated, like my dog. <laughs> since you brought it up, how was that experience traveling with your partner? And the, those 10 days. Let me set it up a little bit before. Please. Is that we we had been in Mallorca for my 40th birthday. I oh, was, you want to skip over that part? Yeah, no. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> but I was still, I think I was still really triggered there. And I was going through my own identity shift as well. And I think the big lesson that I was learning was how to not be responsible for other people. Like I was taking on everything for it, and it, I knew where it came from. It came from if anybody listened from to the episode about the breakdown Marty and I had in Belgium. There was a lot about being enough, and uh, am I enough? And so being enough, there's another belief system that's connected to that, which is I have to be responsible for everybody around me and their happiness, and because that's how I prove I'm enough. And it just it was really an unhealthy connection, I think, to both of you actually. And so when I had the breakdown in Mallorca around not being, not having to be responsible for anyone's happiness, I didn't know who I was. It was like, wow, so much is based on this and letting that go. So needless to say, it was a bit, it was a bit messy in Mallorca. We had our Brazilian friends Shit show. to meet up with us, which was unfortunate because it was beautiful there. And uh, beautiful shit it was show. beautiful shit show. It's like a common theme here. I really hope I'm done for a little while with these beautiful shit shows. It was like so, the real world, you know, drama in paradise. It, it, it <laughs> was, it was. It was really important for me because I needed to be able to break down. And actually ha having that breakdown on my birthday in paradise was kind of like, fuck everybody, I'm having this breakdown. Like I just can't, I, can, I cannot be responsible for anyone else's happiness. I am upset, I'm processing something, I'm letting something go. I can't, now I can talk about it, but I couldn't talk about it then. I didn't know what was happening really. All I knew is that I wanted to be sad and there was something big going on for me and fuck everybody else because I can't make you happy anyway. So that was, it was a really big breakdown. And that was then right on the heels of Marty's partner arriving in Mallorca. And she yeah, was so, like, okay, yeah. so the, my tribe let me down <laughs> because I was stressed out. Because there's always tension because we don't see each other as often. Like our entire relationship, it takes up 10 weeks, right, of actually seeing each other. So I wanted everybody to be chill and cool and easy, and they weren't. And it didn't make my life any easier. And so going into it, me and her were like, let's have fun, but we couldn't. And then within two days, it was pretty much that she was going to break up with me at the end of this at the end of this trip because this couldn't go on anymore. She couldn't do this. And so I accepted that fact mm -hmm. right away, graciously. Very graciously. I was just going to say that. 
And uh, yeah, and because I don't want to ruin the remaining time that we had. So this is this is the state of being that we're in prior to going on a 10-day trip together. Can I I want to share yeah. something to that effect because I think I had put so much pressure on myself like, okay, Marty's partner's arriving. I want it to go so great. This is my 40th birthday. I want everything to go perfectly. And it was like me piling on all this pressure on myself to make it go great, which then I'm trying to control the world around me instead of just being. And everybody kept telling me like, just let go and just be. And I, I, you know, I was like frantic and I did. And, and the way that I loved you in the past, really Marty, the way that I loved you in my, in the past was, was in the only way I knew because of previous trauma, because of, uh, we could go into a whole long other episode around that, but it was, I had to be responsible for your happiness. Now you, you never told me that that was never like our relationship set up. It was the way I related to you. So in my desire to love you and to create the best scenario for all of us, it was like, I have to make this all work well. It's my responsibility. So when everything started to fall apart, it was like even doubling back on myself. Like, oh my God, it's falling apart and it's all my fault because I'm not responsible. And now I think Marty's partner is going to, can't stick around because it's too much. And oh my God, that's my fault too. And it just like, it, it compiled. But it was the best breakdown that could have happened because I finally got that it wasn't, that it wasn't actually my responsibility. Yeah, it's not your responsibility like I let it go. to mm-hmm. keep us all happy. But mm-hmm. it's also nice if you don't fuck it up. Like, you know, that's another part. It's like... I had to fully own that. Though. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, yeah and I think going. for me and you, we were probably like at our best spot only a few days before <clears throat> in Belgium. I felt like we had a really good connection, a lot of good conversations both ways. And then... I started to realize, wow, I've been relating to Marty through Megan in in the same mm-hmm. thing you're talking about. I've just I've tried to be neutral, but it's really hard. And mm-hmm. I started to reflect on all the things that I wasn't being neutral on. Like I'm resisting viewing you and or relating to you in that way. And that's still it's still absorbing that as a reality. And I think when we've gotten closer, I've started to let go of those things and then I shared that with you and I know that was hurtful to, to say yeah Marty I have judged you and and I'm sorry about that like I truly am and I want to let go of that past and I want to let go of judgment and I think we were in that really good place and then it started to all slide and I think there was a lot of energy overall as mm-hmm. we went into Mallorca and there was a lot of pressure and you wanted to go well and you wanted to go well and then I think again I started to see you relating to Marty in in certain ways where I was like I feel like I understand this now and that was why I intervened in the way that I did where I was like it was like a soul intervention where it was like I was afraid that like I was like I don't know what's gonna happen like I don't know what state you're in because I literally hadn't talked to you in two days I just was like giving you space but I felt there was tension building up and then that kind of led me out to talk to you and then things started getting better ever since that like that that could have been the low point of the trip I think everything has been going I'd say it was a low point of the trip and I think the shitty part for me is like what you judge me about and what you're doing with how you're loving me is this like severely twisted version of me where 
I gave up fucking everything. The house, mm-hmm. the car, the location, like turned my business around, rebranded myself. I've done all the shit to be in a state of flow, non-resistance, not I've changed so much about myself. I quit smoking weed recently, like all this stuff, like I just changed. And then I'm not seen as a person or agent of any sort of change. You're holding me in the past and mm-hmm. I had to grieve all of that. And then I was sick. I'm like taking antibiotics right before she's showing up too, right? And then like all of this is happening at once. And then when we get to Majorca and it's a shit show, I just want to be left alone. Everybody's like, why? Come back in here. I'm like, just fucking leave me alone. Like no one could give me like the the respect that I didn't, I don't, I don't mean any harm. And I'm not mm-hmm. like bringing anything negative to you. And we got there. We got there eventually yep. to the point where it's like, hey, I love you. I want you to be happy. I want you guys to be happy i want there to be flow i don't have any negative malice towards you but i'm being treated as if like as soon as i emote in any sort of negative way or don't which is like my shutdown i just remove myself because if i criticize or emote it's bad if i don't it's bad so there's no place for me to go there's no way for me to be without being judged harshly and i just kind of had enough of it i just so that moment when we were in Mallorca, I was still in the bedroom and I walk out and these two are talking together. And a little bit of Can me I was lead like, up to that though, real quick? <laughs> yeah, please. I think one of the funnier parts of that was that I walk in the kitchen and I think I was like faking that I was going to get something. And my intuition was like leading me to talk to you. And I remember just looking up at you and you're sitting in between two people. And I'm like, I was like, Marty, can you, can we talk? And then I remember both those people that were you were sitting in between getting up and getting the fuck out of that, that area and just clearing out because everyone was like, oh, no, there's like a lot of tension here. But of course, we talked it through and it was it got went really well. So don't, I, that part was beautiful to me. So I don't know yeah. what was said the first couple minutes, but when I walked out there. And you guys were talking, it was, you're kind of both on the opposite ends of the island and you're talking with each other. And I was like, oh shit, this is either going to go one of two ways. Like this is going to go south or this is going to be fantastic. This is the difference between the two of you (laughs) and me. I'll own this. I don't fear conflict. No, yeah, exactly. That scares the shit out of everybody. But that, but typically that would have been me, (laughs) but I was the one that created that that conflict and i think i learned it from you which is funny because we were just talking about that yeah at our at me and your really high point in belgium when we talked that one night yeah through the day yeah even through the day like yeah we had conflict is okay me and you were in flow yeah (laughs) and and literally the thing that i learned you were like the sensei and i was the student it was like that we were talking about conflict and why it's okay and for me it was like then i used that thing i learned to really i think help us all heal yeah. what right. was you had to be willing to go into conflict with you had to face it right yeah. I have a triggered. reputation of eating someone's face if there's conflict <laughs> right because I don't I'm not going to sit there and I'm going to make it real which, and it can be hard which was interesting because in this dynamic you were the one that was pulled back and Kyle was the one that was like okay okay like let's go into this and at that moment you're like I don't want to go into this and Kyle's like I think we need to go into this and it was, yeah, I was like, it, trust yeah. me, I'm not going, I'm not yeah. here to 
be aggressive. No, and it was beautiful. It was yeah. like done with so much respect and love. So much respect and love. And that's when it was, that first 30 seconds, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And I watched you guys go back and forth. And what I realized, because I think we had all been triggered going into Mallorca, what I saw was the connection, the communication between you two is so key and so important because the way that I had been relating to both of you, and this is where I will totally own my fuck up, is I was oriented to both of you as if your happiness was my responsibility. Well, you get in between. So I kept on, exactly, I put myself in between, which I'm sure all the thruples out there, triads are like, ah oh, man, like we, that's like, that. that's like the Reese basic, crowded, yeah, yeah, that's like the basic <clears throat> level of communication must have well, you're for a triangle like you have to you have to allow that communication yeah, totally but you're hedging and you omit shit and then you forget shit and, and everything's when you're in a state of trauma me. you should not be in charge <laughs> no totally right? like, no one should be no yeah. the best part was when you guys started talking and you're just like I totally agree she's doing that and you're like yeah that's what I've been saying and you guys are like bonding Sorry. over how I'm being and I'm like oh god are we both she's an asshole right now? <laughs> yeah, we both agree she's an asshole I'm okay like, then this, why are we fighting this is the triangulation. <laughs> I, re- is- I remember, yeah, we were like both getting caught up. We were like, wait, 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 you didn't know that? Like, wait, you thought you were, we were told saying this? the same thing to her. Yes. yes. The same yeah. fucking thing. And she's lying to both of us. Filtered out. Because it was filtered through my triggered state, of yeah, course. Like, of course. Of through my lens. Glasses. Exactly. Yeah. So we never really had a big problem with each other. No. And, no. And so-, so it was all worked out. And thankfully, we're not hyper toxic dudes no, so no, if anyone not... had any doubts that is your proof <laughs> yeah because neither one of us are out to hurt the other one no I think no. we're not jacking for position we just want everybody to be at peace yeah anyway so that's Mallorca that was Mallorca yeah. right, there was good times there but individually yeah but that was the thing I think I went into that trip thinking we all were going to do things together and what happened where there were just all these little pieces like Kyle and I you, you and I had these incredible hikes and these incredible moments together and I'm sure you and your partner, Marty, and had these brother, incredible my moments. There. Yeah, we had these great moments. Oh, God, I had the best conversation with your brother, too. He was like, it was over a glass of wine, and I cried, and I just let out tears. And he was just like, girl, you got to just stop being responsible. Like, don't be responsible for anybody. Be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it was like, so fantastic. And I just cried, and we had wine, and I'm like, oh, I love you. It was so fantastic. Yeah. Because seriously, people, sometimes... You just gotta cry. Really? Like, sometimes you just gotta let out the you gotta emotion. You go through the emotion. You got, yeah, you gotta go through it. There's no other way. Feel it's it. like, I'm just gonna not feel this. You were in resistance. But, resistance so here, is wait, suffering. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm excited about an article I read. I read this article probably a week after that moment. And this article was brilliant. And it talks about systems of belief. <laughs> and that when we go through, and so imagine, we talk about belief systems all day long, belief systems. But picture this. Picture in your head, in your being, you have like an ecosystem, like a like an Amazon jungle of beliefs in yourself. And imagine that you have one nasty animal in there that is causing some problems and you remove that nasty animal and then it's going to reshift that entire ecosystem. That entire ecosystem will change because you're removing one belief or one nasty animal, right? So our bodies and our spirits and our minds are going through that. So by me removing that idea of I need to be responsible for everyone else's happiness, like I had, it was connected to so much other shit and I had to go through it. And in this article, I love what it talks about because it talks about us being okay to be sad, like being okay to go through that little slump of energy to go, I'm restructuring inside, like, hold on a minute. 
my whole world is shifting upside down and I'm reorienting myself and my subconscious is doing a lot of fucking work right now and I don't understand. My conscious brain does not understand what's going on and actually I feel lost and I don't know what's going on and it's making me feel a little sad so shut the fuck up right now. That was Mallorca. Like that was Mallorca for me. It was like shut up. I'm going through a major restructuring and I don't know what's happening and it was beautiful. But it didn't end there. (laughs) No, like... And I was a roommate. <laughs> just Hit, give me some credit. Same thing, like feel your emotions. I call those hidden dragons. Face your dragons. Slay some of them. Ride some of them off into the sunset. Make friends with some of them. Whatever you need to do with your dragons, right? Your dragons didn't end there, right? Okay, Mubala all the way back to the ten days that I now am going off on my own. Which so, was after Mallorca for people. Yes, I'll yes. get there. Okay. Let me let me tell the story. Okay. You're not in charge. Story for time, Marty Bad. Story time. <laughs> All right. Are you done? <laughs> Go for it. All right. So we're kind of broken up in the future before we start this trip. And we're going on this Wait, trip. So who's Stop. broken up? No, so who? Stop. You said we bro- Stop. we're broken up. Stop. Okay. You're not in charge. Let me tell my story. My partner, the only person. I'm broken up with at this point, if you've been listening, started in Mallorca and I had to graciously accept because I can't, I can't destroy her. This is not, I can't destroy her world. This is not what I'm up to. Like, and I want to have the remaining of this trip to be awesome. And so we go into this in kind of this unknown position. And I also haven't had much time away from the kids. In what a were while. your expectations when the 10 days started? Nothing. I had to remove them all. Mine was just be in the state of flow. I needed like time. I just want you to remember that. Yeah. Piece. <laughs> yeah. And I also had to wake up without kids screaming my name because every morning the alarm clock is Daddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's legit. Mm-hmm. Every morning you're like six thirty. Daddy. <laughs> like shit. Why is it Daddy the alarm clock? <laughs> All right. So like ten days without the kids, the longest time in a while. I want to miss my kids. This is important. We have. I mean, parts of our trip were like, oh, we're in. Porto, we need to pick somewhere else to go on Sunday. And it's Saturday. We literally looked at everywhere in Europe for the cheapest flights and picked Valencia, right? And so, like, we, we've kind of bounced around. And that was great. And it was the opportunity to have a relationship for the first time where there's no real noise. Your ass wasn't there, Megan. Go in. Everything's got to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And there's no other noise in her world, really. And there wasn't, like, kids' noise. And it was just us. And it was wonderful. It was an amazing experience. So much so that we're not ending a relationship. Which shifted a lot of things. Even coming back now. So then after the 10 days, Megan and I had a couple days together. Kyle went off on his own. My partner went off on her own. Everybody kind of recalibrated, and then we came back here in Barcelona, and it's been amazing. It's been awesome. It's back to the like, tree boo. Where, yeah, everybody had to go through shit. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think you learned the 10 days, or what insights were coming up for you? I don't know. I've shifted into an introspective state to a point where I am really looking at my one-to-one relationships are fine, and I have minimized those, and I'm going to a one, like looking at my one-to-many relationships if I'm in the state of speaking on stage I'm that's where I am at home in fact that's my newest brand is me speaking and that's 
like I worked on my logo and martybate.com has a new logo and I have a new everything going on and two speeches being written that I, I'm enjoying writing in our very introspective states of minimalism, mm-hmm. world travel, changing your mind and what that takes. And and I feel good about all that. And, I, and it's kind of more of a reflection of gratitude for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a total egotistical asshole. But no, it's like self-love, right? Yeah, I've changed everything in my life. I've changed... I've become independent, location independent. I, I, the minimalism is a, a way I've cleared the noise. My business is doing well. My brother is doing an amazing job running it as a CEO. I've grown in so many ways. I'm mostly at peace, which is also part of this whole European adventure. Is that like I was in the zone, London, Belgium. I'm making friends with their host family. I'm in good shape. Like I, I was good in Spain for the most part it's just like you oscillating in your space and I and I I was happy with who I was I'm happy with who I'm becoming I'm figuring out what the next things I want to take on are in my life Mm. and it is this relationship to community it's the next level of like can I live a life with never raising my voice again like these things that are the next level challenges Uh, launching a new brand of Mm -hmm. speaking and really pursuing speaking for uh career which is something I've done for free and enjoyed and loved and done prolifically but not as a career and I am excited yeah it's identity change yeah it's I I'm not shedding an identity I'm able to like add one like I've gone through rejection I've done my minimalism Kyle yeah I see that as part of the the path right now it's additive when you I think this might be a lesson when you reduce out fucking everything you reduce out the noise I actually got to a point where the disheartening part about you and I, Megan, was there was nothing more I could do for you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remove anything else. Like I, I'm, we're living in your dream. I've opened our relationship. I'm supportive of that. I'm, I think a good dad. Like I, I'm fit. You know, I lost weight over the last four years, like seventy pounds worth. I quit drinking. Now I quit smoking weed. Now I have a coffee addiction and a phone addiction. My last two addictions. <laughs> and I have a really bad coffee addiction <laughs> and, and I I couldn't think of anything else to reduce out without losing myself entirely mm. and I I'm not unhappy with all these reductions in my life but now it's time to add Yeah. and I I feel good because I'm not adding in a shitstorm of noise at least until you were healthy like until you were happy <laughs> and now that you are I feel relief and ease yeah feels easy now between us. Yeah. feels like a whole new me and a whole new relationship. Kyle, thankfully, during the time that we had in southern Spain while Marty was traveling, gave me a really good analogy to to talk about the past in a way that was like, pretend it's an ex. Pretend I'm an ex. So instead of talking about the past like, oh, when you did this, it's like, oh, when my ex did this, blah, 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 blah. Because what I was doing, and I don't know, hopefully I'm not alone, maybe I am, but any time the past would would be brought up, especially if it was something that I did that hurt you or hurt someone, I would then use it against myself. But now I'm, I'm really viewing past as a way I feel more detached from it and I can forgive that person. It's like I'm picturing myself as a, like, like this ex, like a person that I'm not anymore. And that's, it's making it really easy to forgive that person and to forgive you know, forgive you, Marty, or forgive, like, whatever needs to be forgiven and let go. I'm finally getting this idea of what it means to let go of the past, to be present and to create a new identity or to create the person I want to be. If you're the partner 
you have to see the person in the new way they need to be seen yeah. and you have to let go like forgive we looked up the etymology of this for is to let go of in front of give to hold on to it's like to let go of holding on to mm-hmm. and you need to forgive you need to forgive the person and see them in a new light, which is why I was suffering so much when you two see me in my past. True. And yeah. you won't let go of that identity yeah. for me, even though I've shed it 10 yeah. identities ago. Yeah. It sucks for that person totally. who's moved on. And for the person who's struggling to move on, it sucks to be held on to that old past. So you need to see yourself as new, and this X thing was beautiful. Totally. So thank now, you, before, mm-hmm. before we forget, I, I want to make sure we shuffle yeah. over to Kyle. Yeah, for sure. And I want to know for you... Mallorca and beyond and getting here your 10 days with the kids <laughs> uh-huh. hey it's Megan to ask you a quick question does this resonate with you maybe you feel how I felt so many times listening to a podcast where I feel like people are talking directly to me like they're lighting up something that's in me already so if that is how you're feeling I invite you to consider something become an Amory patron. What does that mean? That means we've got more content for you. We've got more of our journey that we can share with you. There's so much more that we can't put into the podcast format. We've got two years of journal entries, hundreds of pages that we want to share with you. We've got video journals. We've got more ways to express our learning along the path of polyamory than can fit in podcast. So please consider stopping the podcast right now and taking a look at the link. Just go to the link in our show notes and take a look at what we've got on on Patreon. And if it resonates with you, just join, become a patron for a few things. It can bring more light into the path that you might be on right now so we can support you more that way. And you, you would also be supporting us so we can get this conversation more out into the world. We can normalize love in all of its forms. We can create this to be the world that we want to live in. And that takes all of us. And it takes all of us putting a commitment out there. Our commitment is to keep recording these podcasts for you. And we hope that you find value in them and then you can add your commitment back to us saying, hey, we value you. We're going to join you as a patron and we're going to support this journey more. I have to tell you, every time somebody signs up as a patron, it makes my heart light up. I'm like, oh my God, they're out there. Our people are out there. The people that are changing this world as we know it are out there. And that's you. So if this message is resonating with you, please don't do what I do, which is, oh, I'll do it later. Please take a moment and stop and join us at patreon.com backslash Amory podcast. The link is in all of our show notes and become a patron. Become a, join us on this journey even closer so that you can support yourself on this beautiful unfolding that is your life. Okay, that's my message for now. Back to the episode. Yeah, so you're, you're asking me, what did I learn? <laughs> what, what was your Everything. What was your experience? Mm-hmm. I feel like I was, I, I learned what my limits were. And I think one of the bigger things that I learned, I mean, there's two things that, that really stand out. One is there was a moment at the sunset when your son and mm-hmm. I, were throwing rocks in the water. Sun was going down. It was beautiful. And I remember just looking over at him and thinking, yeah, I think I want to have a kid or a mm-hmm. kid. Like, I want this experience. And, like, 
there were days that were really hard where they were giving you a very hard time. And what I learned really quickly is like they give you a run for your money when daddy's not there. And that's a whole nother parenting episode, right? But there were very hard moments and a lot of stimulation which pushed my limit of energy, which is like intake of noise stimulation. I was going in and out of being triggered to neutral, triggered to neutral. And I would like go off in the mountains for like (laughs) six hours and almost kill myself to come back to neutral, which is a, a good learning that that helps me from a triggered state. That's a whole nother thing. But through all of that, through all of the ups and downs, uh, and even in a, a neutral state, I was able to think, yeah, this is something that, that I wanted and I'm grateful for that experience because I think I haven't known if I've wanted that and I haven't known what that feels like to know, yeah, there was 20 hours today that were really hard, but there was one minute that blows all of that away. And it makes it worth it. And mm. I felt that. Ooh. All the parents are out there <laughs> nodding their heads like, yes. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not a parent. Yeah. But I felt that, what that feels like. Because yeah. I've heard that from people, but I've never experienced it and felt That's it. It's beautiful. So really I, I want that experience at some point. Mm. How, did you, <laughs> how did you feel going into before the 10 days? How did yeah. you feel going into it? I think... I mean, I definitely was nervous about like how that would affect our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also knowing like how can I be supportive, and I think a lot of that's like don't be an idiot, just support you how you can. Like if you, yeah, if you need coffee, go get it. If you need, <laughs> like, like I, sh- I was, I was more supportive of you, more attentive to you, because a lot of times I couldn't do specifically what the kids needed and they mm-hmm. needed to go to you for that so then then it became well, what do you need because you're overloaded and I think like becoming hyper focused on that was a really good lesson as well I had a hope that both of you would suffer a little bit <laughs> <laughs> because in contrast I wanted to be seen mm-hmm. I wanted to be seen for what I bring for sure yeah. you know and like yeah, to feel but the there lack. was there like was the definitely moments. suffering and that yeah. <laughs> if i skip that over it just occurred to me though i wanted i wanted to be seen for what i bring to the table as dad and yeah. like when you guys had five days in the street or... well, i saw it really fast when we got back and we were at like having tacos and there was like a near breakdown that you were like yeah you I... put it away and it was like i i literally was like that would have been a two-hour fucking escapade three days ago. And I was With like, me. and, and yeah. part of me was like, thank you, Marty. Yeah. That's, that. that's what I wanted. It's like, you don't have to like put me, a, give me a trophy, but like I have value. And I wanted to have that, that my ability to interject with the children gives you two time to relate to one another totally. where you don't have to run off in the mountains for six hours where like I sure. can see it and interject. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. And so that, that was important to me. So thank well. you for that. Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think there's huge insights. I, I was also nervous going into it because that's the most time that you and I have spent together with the kids. I mean, it was and 30 days, really. 30 days and total. And then 10. Yeah. So that was kind of when I was like, I think that's my max. Yeah, 30 days total with the kids and well, kind of everybody. Five days too. off in the street, right? Four days? No, but that was before. And then was we spent before? 30 days oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, then going into Spain. It all blends together. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, it was just like, yeah, the stimulation 
as an introvert was kind of the thing that I'm like, oh, these are my limits of sometimes I just got to be in the middle of the mountains and I want nothing. Like even if I see one human being 10 miles away, I don't want it. <laughs> that, that, that was where I was at. Did you yeah. go through an identity shift here? Yes. I mean, it's been happening over the last few months and I think... I mean, I hate to use the mountain man as the the identity, but it encapsulates a lot, which to me, I feel like I'm inventing. And it's like, it's the man that I want to be. And I think that man is different than the models that I grew up with, but I found a powerful way to be a man that isn't violent or controlling or insecure. And I found a way to, yeah, I think I found that balance of being a man that, yeah, is, is safe, but strong and secure in himself and confident. Yeah. And then you say a projection of who you want to be was understood, like you're projecting a future version of yourself that you really want. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I found I, that in my yeah. opening in this relationship was, you know, there's this part where I'm like, I'm jealous when you understand I'm jealous and then you're like can I be a man who's not jealous what would that like zen you know channel like the Van Wilder and how old I am the, the like this guy's cool as fuck how do you get like cool as fuck like I'm definitely not cool as fuck right now how do you get that? like and then I had to think about how this zen dude would handle these situations and be like it's all good girl go ahead and make out with him <laughs> like how do you get there and it's I think it's about kind of projecting that future identity and then like yeah. saying, okay, I'm going to be this guy, the mountain man. Right? I mean, I, like, I literally fantasize in my head about myself in mm -hmm. like a year or whenever. Yeah. And I have like some healing retreat center in the mountains that I'm running. And I have like organic garden that I, I've learned how to do myself and I've built a house with my hands and I have... Magic solar mushrooms and inventions, <laughs> magic mushrooms and polyamorous girlfriends. Fantastic. Yeah, and that's it's like not a fantasy, but it's fucking fantastic. It's a visualization. <laughs> it's a visual. Yeah, it's a visualization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it feels like it it can happen and it well, will happen. Listen, like fantasy is not a bad thing. We fantasize about futures. Like sci-fi is is science fantasy that brings us pretty much all of our scientific revolution is through visualizing a fantastic future that we don't have now and what's so wrong with that i think it's like as a martial artist that started as a kid like you you watch kung fu movies and you think you're going to become a ninja that's how you like that's how you visualize the future of being a competent martial artist right yeah and it's not true. that way but it certainly helped so this is a great way to start your visualization as mountain man and I, I love this point about visualization because I think it's something that it's pretty known in the personal growth realm. People are like, visualize your future. I think what I'm learning right now is that it's, and I'm even thinking about past courses that I led with people even two years ago. I started with visualization, which is kind of crazy because if you're not in either a neutral or a, or a we'll call it a positive state, mental and emotional state, what you're projecting, because visualizations are projection of ourself, right? You could easily, in a triggered state, have a projection of a future, right? But that's gonna make you feel a certain way. So what I love about the way that you talk about Mountain Man, Kyle, and the way that you talked about 
uh, Marty, when you were opening up our relationship and how you visualized yourself is that there was some kind of energy behind it, which was, I want this for myself. Like you talk about fantasizing for yourself. It's like, wow, what future of me lights me up? Because there's an energy that's present in that moment. And I think I'm, I'm starting to have that as well right now because we started playing around with the idea of Amory going on tour, like doing these speaking events around the world. And the first one would be in Chicago. And I'm starting to get these first fantasies. One in Chicago. The first one is in Chicago in a couple that weeks. Will be well, or would be. No, yeah. it is. Like it's happening. So it started just with this, like, hey, we're going back to Chicago. Let's let's have a conversation. Like let's put ourselves in a group of people and share what we've been learning. And that that one idea has spiraled now into well, we're our lives are traveling anyway. We're gonna be in different locations. We are gonna be in Hawaii for a handful of days, and then we booked our tickets to go to Australia. And then it'll be New Zealand after that. And it's just, and then more. So now I just, I'm like, I, I get giddy inside when I think about Amory 2020. What's the name of the tour? World Love? Love Around the World. No, Love, Love Around the World. Love Around the World tour. <laughs> <laughs> so I think visualization to come back to that idea is what's the energy behind the future that you're projecting as well? Because that I think is really, really important. And where Kyle and I have been talking a lot is these triggered states how to get ourselves back to neutral and that's why kyle you've been spending a lot of time and effort going into breathing and how do we there's techniques that we that are out there that each one of us are figuring out what works for us because we're constantly creating a world we're constantly visualizing you know either 10 minutes from now or a day from now or a year from now the question is are we visualizing visualizing it from a neutral state or from a positive state and if we're not if we're in a triggered state how do we get ourselves back into neutral or positive Kind of goes back to that kung fu quote. I don't know if I've said it in one of our podcasts or not, or just in my many recordings. Attack from a place mm-hmm. of safety, and if not in a place of safety, get to a place of safety and then attack. And mm-hmm. it's similar if you put creative in there, create from a place of safety and not in a place of safety, get to a place of safety and then create. Mm-hmm. But I have something to add to that, which is when we hang on to the outcomes, like when you hang on to the visualization and you don't allow it, allow it to morph into new things as your identity shifts you start to suffer because you're hanging on to outcomes and it's resistance when we when we have a visualization of ourselves and we're not meeting it we try to force it and Mm -hmm. that forcing of it is resistance to the flow of what it could be or what it where it's going or what it is in the moment yeah what Mm -hmm. it is or where it's going organically so we have to create a visualization of the future and then and let it go yeah and and use it only as an aim not as an outcome and let go of the outcome and then always kind of reconfigure from a safe place and and in that like letting go of the outcome we let go of resistance because mm-hmm. we allow for flow and i think it's shenzhen young who says pain times resistance equals suffering and so we have to create the visualization aim at it get to a place of like create it from a place of safety aim at that and then allow it to morph because when we're in those safe places, we become very attractive and new totally. things will come to us, new opportunities yeah. and it'll shift you and yeah. it'll change what the future might, it might even be better than what you visualize. You might be like mountain man, six pack abs, <laughs> already there, magic mushrooms, <laughs> riding a unicorn off and stuff, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Will you share Kyle, what we talked about that aha moment you had about the word insecurity? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why it was so profound, but I think we've been experiencing triggers and being mm-hmm. triggered the last few weeks and months. And I think 
putting together the you know the concept of an insecurity and that was something that I think I was really diving into deeper this summer what am I insecure about I'm feeling jealousy from you know with Megan and and then understanding oh a triggered state an actual physical response where I feel like I'm in a fight-or-flight mode and I think all of us know what that feels like to actually be aware that it's going on at the time is a whole different level of, uh, of skill but I think to know that insecurity is essentially like you don't feel secure you feel unsafe you're in a place of fight or flight so insecurity is that actual breakdown of like you don't feel safe there's something that's causing you to not feel safe it could be a belief it could be some kind of environment that's triggering you and there's some kind of trauma but that whole thing of being like oh insecurity the actual feeling of being unsafe is what is causing this fight or flight response and insecurity is that it means that to not to be not secure feel safe. to not yeah. feel safe and and that is and that is the definition of fight or flight you don't feel safe and i think every book i read right now about psychology and wellness it's our two basic human needs are number one safety and number two belonging when those two things get fucked with everything goes awry and the ways that we cope the ways that we try to connect to those two things are also ways that we can go wrong as well and the way that we build our life and our relationships and whether we're dependent or needy or looking for outside validation i think we all those are still two core human needs mm -hmm. which is safety and belonging and we just have to be mindful and, and understanding about how can we healthily do those things and and be more aware of when they're breaking down or what's going on. Well, I think you nailed it on the head for what my insecurity is currently, which is relating to a community. Belonging. Right? And it's belonging. When yeah. you're in a state, Megan, of total breakdown, and then you've isolated me too, and I'm now in a state of total isolation, and now my partner's like, I'm out. And then I'm like, okay, I have to be good at getting, I have to be really fucking good at being alone. And I really got to a point of like, it'll be my career, my kids. And that's it. I don't have like, I'm not with family. She's checked out. I'm not leaving her. I'm not going to stop your relationship. I'm not going to do any of that. I don't belong to any community. So it's community. It's the belonging insecurity. If that had a root belief, what might that be? If, well, the, if there's I have to explore a... my childhood because yeah. like I was bullied. I'm a third culture kid. I'm a child of an alcoholic that like I was independent by eight, nine years old as a lad. I would say it's kid. not one thing. No, yeah. it's like a Especially pile of things. things. Yeah. Right. And like for me, it's also this code switching ability of being able to move into any community and then like hide. Yeah. And then be able to then not find myself not actually fully known. Yeah. And then I retreat. Yeah. Because it's like, all it's right. It's not you. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's interesting though to but to be aware of our partners so for me in knowing this about you to say Marty has an insecurity around be feeling b belonging in a group and that allows me to have compassion to relate to you to say he literally doesn't feel safe. So if he doesn't feel safe, he's going to be in this could be in this triggered state which is hijacked our brain gets hijacked into this fight flight or freeze mode. And then we relate differently. So we are not coming from a neutral space. So mine it's is, really mine defense is mechanisms and there's yeah. all these things that we'll, yeah. that we'll see on the surface. Well, and, yeah. and I'm going to add to this fight or flight or freeze. It's four states. If yeah. you read the book oh, on, yeah. Kill, on Killing, the Human Condition of Killing, good book to read about trauma and also very triggersome. So fight, flight, freeze or posture. 
And what I would say is that what most people do when they're toxic masculine is posture, which is a state of bullying to intimidate so that the other person backs down because Mm -hmm. it's not quite fight, right? Fight would be like, you know, (laughs) when people think I'm going to be in a fight, it's not when I'm loud. It's when I'm quiet. When I'm quiet, you should be more worried because at that state, I think the fight is imminent and I'm not going to project versus if I'm loud, I'm posturing to try to end the fight before it happens. Right. So I think of a toxic hypermasculine male who's stuck mm-hmm. in a state of trauma or trigger insecure yeah. would posture. So what I find so interesting is that I think those states are we are actually in those moments stuck in the past because I think we feel insecure because we are we are connected to some idea or belief that we formed based on an experience from the past that we are still holding on to because we haven't processed it totally. So there's still a lot of exploration that I have. This is one of my ongoing inquiries is how can we be fully present and in flow? And I think what knocks us out of flow or being present are these things that we haven't totally processed from our past. And so that's where a lot of stuff comes up. And, yeah. Or it could be current. Like if you think about food insecurity for someone who's uh, in a true. place that doesn't know when their next yeah. meal is going to be. Like yeah, that, true. That's a state that's present. True. Right? And Literally think, feeling insecure. I think it's yeah. more knowing themselves. Like Kyle was saying, kind of the, the ultimate is knowing that you're in this mm-hmm. state of fight, flight, freeze, or posture. It's kind of like, I don't know if I should recommend this to other parents, but like when my kids come up to me in a playground... And they're like, this kid's doing this to me. Like, they pushed me. I'm like, well, you have four options. <laughs> I'm like, you could freeze and do nothing and let them do this. You could fight back. You could run away. Or you could scream at them and, like, pretend you're going to do something, right? And they look at me kind of confused. And then they run back off into the park and they try something. <laughs> Which is interesting and it actually never occurred to me that those but those four and those four options are from a triggered state well they're triggered when yeah. they come to me so they have what, to learn how to deal uh, with the I playground so. yeah like what are i know that's kind of like the kids wild they're wild insecure. daddy is they not one of these four options yeah. they're yeah. insecure like, yeah they ran up to uh, me true. and they need to be secure true. in public true. with other children yeah, and it's like point. okay yeah if you get into you a fight i'll deal with that as a kid that's you run away if you run away i want you to know that's what you chose if you froze and you're paralyzed by it then that's also a state of being like just making them aware of their state of being and what their options are quite uh, often like calms them down then they're like okay well I'll that just, just hit me this. with huh. what codependency is too because it's like codependency is basically you never grow up you never leave that childlike need for someone else to come in and tell you what to do tell you what to do or uh, save you or get you out of that situation yeah yeah and and a lot of us don't have to be fully codependent to have codependent uh, tendencies those tendencies and, yeah. and like being like oh fuck what do i do i need some help and sometimes you need to help like sometimes yeah. there's a kid bullying the kids in, in the park and I just like i i mean we deal with four languages that we've been in here but no resonates pretty much everywhere right? <laughs> so like when daddy stares down a six-year-old is like no <laughs> right not these two kids like that kid freezes like now he has the option of fight, flight, freeze, or posture. <laughs> but I'm like a scary looking like dude that just yelled no at him, and I don't even know him. They're like, oh, they might leave my kids alone. So sometimes I interject when my kids are being overpowered, but a lot of times I just let them deal with it and just make them aware of what their options are. <laughs> oh, I feel like we could do a whole other parenting. Yeah, we just, will do. Yeah. We will do another parenting 
episode. I feel like I'm in the course right now. So. <laughs> you are totally. Kyle's in the parenting course it's for great. all of your. It's great to do before you have kids. Your poly mom fans out there, I think that's a good course to be in. So sure, sure. I, I want to go back because I didn't get a chance, Kyle, to recognize you and and share what those ten days of us being together meant to me, because I know that you were nervous going into it. And I was too. I was like, oh shit, this is a lot of time for Kyle, who I know is an introvert and recharges by himself, to be with my kids and, and me. And I know I get triggered by my kids, so I'm harder to be with and handle. And I'm working on those triggers in a mama. Marty's just like, I was like, fuck it, I'm smiling. out. <laughs> Marty needs the break. <laughs> yeah, so I want to recognize you for how you hung in there. We even talked before and I said, hey, if you need a couple days in the middle of this 10 day stretch, like go hang out, go climb a mountain, go do what you need to do. And you didn't take that option. You, you know, you did it in smaller you gave chunks. Me some good time, yeah, it was yeah. like, hey, go take a couple hours and go do what you need to do. But I, I think what we did well was we communicated. It was like, hey, I need this, you know, and I, I did the same too. And actually, I think I got to practice with you a lot on even recognizing my own needs and then stating my own needs and having this conversation between you and I because Marty that's been kind of a strained conversation between you and I because of how I, I was relating to you in the past so it was really good mm -hmm. practice it was kind of like in Mallorca it was the death of one identity and the birth of another one and I got to practice in a way that allowed me to really solidify some stuff for me it was like okay and I only need to be responsible for my own needs and I need to communicate those actually and then I need to be, and I want to be receptive. Like the new identity that I was creating for myself is one that is more aware of what's happening for me. Am I in a triggered state? Am I in a neutral state? Do I have an abundance of energy? Am I in a positive state? Being able to communicate, make requests, and hear other others' requests. I so, think we should do our Amory shorts on identity. So we're going to do another three ooh, shorts. Yeah. And what identity we're visualizing for mm. the future. Oh, I, like I also that. want to give you gratitude, Kyle. Thank you for being trustworthy with my family. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. That yeah. that hits me right here. Huge. He's pointing at his heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and Marty, gratitude for you because that's a really big and I, I granted you could say, well, you just needed a break from me, from the kids, but you you entrusted Kyle and I, you know, but really sure. Kyle, so like the in this whole role time of, is we already have trust. Like the, yeah. to be viewed as someone that's not there yet. It's like I'm there. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. It means a lot. So it's it's huge. And I and Marty, I want to recognize you for being vocal and requesting the time that you needed and for making that time with with your partner to establish that and to see you. I saw you as so gracious going into those ten days, even thinking then that they were done with her and just being that space and that open space and get really giving me time to process on my own and to being easy actually to plan with and to create with. That was a big breakthrough, breakdown slash breakthrough that you and I have gone through over the last couple months, which is, I don't even want to use the word, but I will, but co-creating, like creating the future together. And we bought the tickets to Australia while we were not together. It was like, hey, what's our next adventure? What does that step look like? And you've been so fantastic to plan with. It's just literally like, okay, Megan, what agenda do you have? Great, I'll go do that. And just for every step. And I keep looking to you to be like, well, you're not creating with me if you're not saying what you want. But if you're like, no, no, I'm good. Like, really. No, you literally I'm be good. like, we're going <laughs> to drive the coast, meet you here, drive over there, get there by this date. We're going to go with the kids. 
we'll be here at this time and you're like and then you're like you have you want to co-create with me i'm like what the fuck is there to add like you pretty much got it down i'm like and then i would be super chill and be like yeah, i'm flexible i don't give a shit and you'd be like mad at me i know you're like I why thought... didn't you add anything <laughs> fuck like how much easier can i be yeah. i'm like but... yes so that's the part, and I want to recognize you, because that's the part that I wasn't seeing before. Because I was picturing, and I had this idea in my mind of what creating with you was supposed to look like. And it was supposed to look like this banter back and forth. Like, do you want to do this? No, I don't. I, you want to do this? How about that? How about that? We've been co-creating. We've been together 20 years. We've, we've been co-creating our lives together. And I think the piece that I hadn't recognized is now, and especially now, how easy and flexible you are and just and owning my agenda is like hey i have an agenda <laughs> i totally have an agenda i need to just own it and share it because i've been rejecting that out of out of thinking that i had to be someone else which was like oh no whatever you want to do babe i'm good like whatever you want to do but that's not no, who that's I am. me i know that's not how i am <laughs> like i'm not whatever you want to do i'm like i have this fucking idea i have this agenda hey i'm gonna lay it out for you <laughs> it's great because like i don't think that far i'm so present i don't think that far ahead i'm like oh yeah, I shit think that's what? me too i don't even know what day yeah. it is and Everybody so meanwhile <laughs> wait i yeah, love two this present men in your life. i know but that's why it makes so much sense because i've it, going back to chicago i was like you guys i have this idea we're gonna go talk to some people and both of you guys are like okay no problem rewind that even six months ago not even six months ago i'm in brazil i'm like hey guys i think i have a big share coming up and both of you are like okay no problem even doing the podcast hey guys i think i want to record a podcast about this and you guys are both like okay no problem <laughs> <laughs> so that's me owning uh, okay i just i have these big vision ideas and i can see pretty far ahead and I just have to own that to be like I have I have this vision yeah, of the parts. future. Yeah. If you have an agenda, own it. Yeah. And then be willing to hear criticism. Yes, totally. Right? Being like, hey, that's a stupid idea. Like <laughs> I think why? we both Which can help doesn't it happen make very it happen. often. No, yeah. it doesn't yeah. happen very often. No. But sometimes it's like, hey, like you've been picking Barcelona. You start panicking. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, whoa. Like chill out. Like I, I then I realized, okay, what do I need to do? We're worried about uh, riots and things picking up because the elections here, and so I text the group mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, if shit gets crazy, I'm gonna take my kids and balance because what you needed to realize is that you can pick whatever you want. I'm still warrior mentality. I'm still protecting this family. I don't give a fuck. What it, it's the best part about not belonging in your community is I don't give a fuck what any community has to think of me. If my kids are involved, I'm gonna. I'm going to solve the problem. And that's what my job is. I solve problems. Yeah. I find fluid that the car needs. I do the <laughs> shit that no one else thinks of. Uh, and so gratitude, gratitude, gratitude <laughs> to you. Because in, in this relationship structure, one of the incredible benefits is spending time like we just did. Where Kyle, you and I were together for 10 days with the kids. And I wasn't with Marty. And then in that contrast, I'm able to see the places where Marty is so incredible and steps up and it's like, oh, I get to see the stuff that I'm usually blind to. And so I get to see those places My where your role, pack. yeah, like your role, <laughs> right. everything that you do, the way that you are with the kids, the, the discipline that you've brought, the loving discipline that you've brought into our lives and that I'm learning from you and all of these pieces that fit together and the loving partner that I, I know you are. And to feel this ease with you right now and to feel... And especially now being in Barcelona, because 20 years ago, I thought my life was fucking crazy because I'm studying abroad. I'm 22 years old and living in Barcelona and doing a lot of crazy shit. And I thought it was crazy then, but walking the streets now <laughs> and having the days like we've had today and yesterday, 
walking down the street with Kyle and Marty's partner holding the kids' hands and running up and down the, the street and being able to hold your hand, Marty, and go, wow, look at what we've created. And we knew each other then. That was like, we started dating in college and that was a big breakdown for you and I because we broke up when I, we were together and then we broke up and then we were together again and broke up again. So this is like redeeming the yeah. past for us. Barcelona and I made up. Because and I was just being born, born at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not that much older than you. <laughs> Barcelona Sweet. kicked my ass in the past. Yeah, it did. And to ha- now have this incredible experience of you and of you, Kyle, and with Marty's partner, who I love so much, and with our kids, it's just like this, like this feeling of creating the life that we want to create and not by anyone else's rules by the rules that we're figuring out, by by being present and compassionate with our own needs and with each other's needs and creating room for breakdowns and breakthroughs and sharing it and sharing it and recording it and sharing it with people around the world that we don't even know but that we love because you're going through the same inquiry. It is a fucking honor. Like, and the community fucking is incredible life. bigger than you think. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, stepping into the world of opening up your mind, your relationship, whatever, is bigger than you think. Yeah. It might not seem that way because of all the like right wing crazy extremists and the left wing crazy extremists. It's not the representation of Mm -mm. what's going on in the world. There's there's another way. It's a fearful reaction, and there is there is this loving reaction. So choosing love, and if I can give myself credit for one thing, and Kyle, you call me all out on this, you're like, you have such a far vision of the future, or such like a high vision of humanity. And sometimes I don't know what to do with that vision, because I, I try to share it with people, and people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I need translators, like you two. <laughs> so translate this, what I'm about to say, if it doesn't make any sense. But what I feel that I'm seeing or feeling for the future we're living right now, which is why I feel so passionate about going around the world and talking to people and bringing together groups of people in conversation because I feel like people can feel alone and it can feel like a very lonely journey when you stop, when you, when you give up the script of life that is out there because it's not working. But so many of us, so many of you are in this inquiry and you're in this inquiry of, of love and self-love and, and hang in there because what I feel like is coming down the road is... The skill set that you're learning, we're going to start learning on individual levels and then small group levels and then soon on a level of humanity. And these are the skills that we're learning right now, which is not stepping into the world and relating to ourselves out of fear. It's it's getting over those fight or flight responses and getting to a neutral state and creating a space of love and creating our own rules and not being afraid of who we are and who we love and how we want to love. Because when we can relate to ourselves on that individual level and then relate to other people, we will naturally create systems that work for us. And what we're seeing is a big destruction of systems that don't work anymore. And I know that that can feel really scary, but we're doing the work. Like all of you out there are doing the work. Just keep doing the work, this internal work, because maybe it we, we won't feel the difference in a year and it might take 10 years, but really in a hundred years, we're not gonna be around, but the groundwork that we're laying right now for society, for humanity, is fucking huge. And this is the work. I am like so passionate about it. Well, this is the work. Megan, I see you as the leader of the, uh, of an inquiry. And this isn't about finding answers. It's about finding better questions. And that's what you should be looking for, finding your better questions. Because a well-asked question is half-answered. And because no one really, the answer is going to shift depending on your identity. So have those questions, have the ability to change your mind, have the ability to 
ask the hard questions of yourself. And I think that's what you're leading with yeah. love. Thank you. Yeah, it's like all those insecurities, all those, we joke around all these like crazy breakdowns that I've had in Europe and I've shared them openly and that's been really, really hard <laughs> and so, so good because it's the person that I want to be in this world. It's that vision of, yeah, of a brave person that's willing to show people how to work through insecurities and breakdowns and step into a different world and create a different world. Any last words, yes, Kyle? Well, I think love is the common denominator, right? It's the one thing that we all share or can share. But I think what we're what our message is about is that there's a billion different ways that it can go. And you can have ten different relationships and ten different flavors of love and degrees of mm. love and and it's all about that that is an inquiry in itself mm. of saying what kind of love do I want to have in my life and with this relationship? And we all have a finite amount of time and energy that we can expend. And for me, that's really, like, that's my focus is how do I want to spend my energy and my time? And, and love is, you know, again, that one thing that, that binds us really, really, really well. I have a great capacity for love and I'm trying to remove the hate because I'm working on a lot of it is like, Look, I fucking can't stand Republicans. <laughs> right? I still don't know how to relate. And I look at my country and I'm like, it's a fucking mess. And I, I'm trying, trying to remove mm-hmm. the hate. And I, because this just consumes me and I don't want that. And I, yeah. and I don't want to use any human as a means to an end. Right? I just want better ends for everybody. And so, like, I'm trying. I'm trying. That's my inquiry. I think everyone awesome. has an inquiry in them. So if you're listening to this, take a moment, take like a quiet minute to yourself to say, what is my inquiry? When I'm not trying to think about anything, what happens? What do I think about? What comes up naturally? That's your inquiry. It's yours. It is It is just your yours. Inquiry. I'm not <laughs> thinking about anything. No, but it's... Sex. Yeah, right? Maybe that's part of the I came here for the sex. How can I be Casanova? <laughs> uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you all. It's been a crazy journey, and we're about to go into our season two. Da, 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 coming up. But thank you. We love you. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Amory. We'd love to have the conversation continue with you. So to do that, just hit subscribe, and you'll be notified of future episodes. Also, you can join us on Instagram at Amory Podcast. And if you want to join kind of our inner circle, check out our Patreon page. That's a way for members to join us in more in-depth conversations and get a lot more resources that we're putting together. So lots of ways to stay involved in the conversation. But mainly, we're just really happy that you've joined us here and that you're conscious and that you are looking to create more love for yourself, more love in the world and that you're learning and, you know, got to put a little extra plug in there, sharing it, (laughs) sharing it with your friends to pass along the word. Thanks so much. Join us next time. Bye. You can find our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Amory podcast. The link is in the show notes. Thanks again.